It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, it's another Sunday as your weekend continues. And if your property weekend has been a success, well done. And if today is what you are hedging all your bets on, then good luck. It is the 14th. 14th of August already for 2022 and coming up it is a Sunday so we have the Sunday Real Estate Rewind where it's an opportunity to revisit some of the leading real estate interviews with various guests over the last seven days and I'll tell you what it's been a really busy week so some of those are coming up in just a moment and if you're celebrating your birthday for the 14th today you share your special day with Magic Johnson turning 62. Also Steve Martin, the comedian, is turning 76. And Halle Berry looking fantastic at 55 years young today, celebrating her birthday. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between, every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And looking at today's weather for Sydney, a little bit of cloud around, but it should be a mainly dry day. 19 degrees is your forecast high. Melbourne expecting a few showers developing with 15 degrees. Brisbane, a sunshine Sunday and 22. And in Perth, expect cloud around, but another dry day and 22 degrees. Grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6.30. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. And having a look at the mortgage default rates, they're starting to rise at the moment. I guess a question here is, and it's a pretty serious one, where do you see that going in the next 12 months? We do expect uh, in general kind of bad debts or, or, or loan defaults to, to pick up over the next two years, uh, but we kind of expect it to rise around about to, to average levels. So at the moment, um, if you look across the banks, their bad debts are around about 0.02% of total loans are uh, plus or minus. So some of them actually have still have negative um, bad debt provisions because they're, they're able to offset the fat that they built in during COVID. We see that going up to about um, 0.2%. So it is going to increase by you know around 10 times, but that's still still a fairly low level. I think the important thing to remember when it comes to, to mortgage defaults is that um, you really need unemployment to rise, to see that rise materially. What we usually see as the driver of, of loans going bad is it's a change, it's a significant change in circumstances. It's unemployment, it's a it's a death in the family, it's a severe illness, it's something which um, which affects your your ability to earn an income, and just potentially having your you know your value of your house go down significantly, which it, which is likely ahead with rising rates, isn't usually enough to see people default in their loans. And, and historically, what we've seen in Australia is people have been pretty good at tightening their belts and keeping on paying the mortgage. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. You're one person who is saying, hang on just a moment, RBA, cool your jets and pause for potentially a couple of months. Let's see what's going to happen, catch our breath and see what those global factors and where they're going to land into the argument first before any further cash rate hikes. 
Yeah, no, I think a, a wise strategy from here would be to, to sit back for a while. My calculation is that the total interest payments of mortgage holders in Australia is going to almost have doubled in the, this period. And because we have so many variable rate mortgages in Australia, we're going to see a, a pretty immediate impact. When I say that, I don't mean within days and weeks, but within weeks and months, we're going to see the, the results of what this first wave of rate hikes is doing, particularly to the housing market. So I think it's worth just sitting back for a month or two. I don't think this is the end of the tightening cycle by any stretch. I think they've got a pretty clear idea that they want to get the cash rate up to two and a half to three. But I just don't think they should rush it all through in the next few months. They should they should just seize back a little bit. But there's also a case, a strategy, a, a tactic to get it done early and then sit back and get the pain out of the way. I'm just a little bit more cautious, I suppose, at the moment. And Australia has always been resilient when situations are at a tipping point, which is where we find ourselves. And if I was a gambler, Warren, I'd say to people, never bet against Australia's economy because for that very reason, resilience. Yeah, and don't bet against our housing market. You know, I worked in banking uh, in terms of the big four at ANZ and at Westpac when I was early in my career. And I spent a lot of time in the first 20 years of this century trying to explain to people all around the world, particularly overseas, why the Australian housing market wasn't about to fall into a massive hole. And there's lots of reasons for it, not least that our country is extremely successful economically uh, to this day. But also, you know, we have certain characteristics of our housing market that are important to never forget. And the one is we never have enough houses. (laughs) And uh, that is critical to the prospects of uh, any downturn. We're going to get a downturn in the housing market. There's no two ways about it. But I don't think it's going to be the disaster that some worry about. There's certainly going to be a significant price adjustment in some markets in the back half of 22 and into 23. But we are a resilient economy. We're generally well managed. We tend to not see it so much on shore, but we are. And um, our housing market is a lot more resilient than, than many think. It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week. Historically, Craig, probably 10 to 15 years ago, we'd see a lot of young people move back from Melbourne, uh, but had a family connection in Geelong and returned for support and affordability. More recently, just Melbourne people with no real connection historically with Geelong have uh, decided now move out of the city. Affordability is driving that point and also a lifestyle change. So uh, that's, that's really underpinned our market. Yeah, and what is happening with stock at the moment right now in Geelong? How's that sort of shaped up? Yeah, look, stock and price probably align. Where our pricing point at the moment uh, is holding quite well, uh, and that's the back. There is a shortage of stock across the board on, in our market. It's giving a little bit more opportunity for for buyers to uh, you know take their time, do some further research. But our stock has certainly tightened up, and my best estimate we're probably sitting at twenty five to thirty percent down on our normal stock levels in the market. What about those buyers turning the attention on how active they are right now in Geelong in this current market? Yeah, we've certainly seen a, a change in the buyer activity. We're probably uh, estimating we're 50 to 60% down on buyer inquiry and the numbers attending our opens. Again, with the shortage of stock, pricing certainly been holding okay, but we've just seen a what I would think a short-term change uh, to the market. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. Australians were prepared for the cash rate to rise, but they weren't prepared for the size and the scale of the hikes that we've had to date. You know, we've had four cash rises in as many months and people are feeling rattled. So perhaps there's a communication exercise that could have been done better. But all in all, when you compare what the RBA has done to to other economies around the world, I do think that they're doing a reasonable job. 
Yes, rises are rattling people. Well said, that's exactly right. And let's actually have a little bit of a projection uh, to the first Tuesday of September, Sally. What's your prediction? Is it going to be a 50, a 25, or will there be silence, crickets from the RBA and a little bit of a break? Or is that wishful thinking? I think you can rule out the break. <laughs> I don't think there will be crickets, unfortunately. I do think that there'll be another hike. I, I, I do think it'll be another double hike. The RBA has said that they need, you know, they're prepared to do what it takes to get that inflation journey back in the bottle. And the faster they move on this and move early, the, the more likelihood they are being able to clamp down inflation. It can really, you know, get a life of its own if, if you don't act quickly. And that's what the RBA is doing. Yes, as we said, people are rattled by these quick hikes, but the cash rate is still only at 1.85%. Historically, that's still relatively low. And certainly, even when you look at the retail spending, again, it was up in June, which is, you know, pretty surprising considering at that point in time, we'd had two rate hikes. I do think it'll start dropping back in July, but there aren't huge signs that we're all cracking under pressure just yet. All right, and let's have a look at the fixed rates. This is a big talking point. Has there ever been an error previously that has seen what people are going to face next year when they come off these fixed rates and then immediately be put under pressure because many will go from those comfortable rates to mortgage stress with a significant amount of pain? Yeah, so a lot of people have 1.99% fixed rates at the moment, but they're going to be up at 4 or 5%. That's a huge jump. I think the best analogy is what happened in the US around the what was called the adjustable rate loans. That was before the global financial crisis. Again, people were lured into very low rate loans, and then suddenly the rates went up, and it was the trigger of those higher rates that lifted defaults and then created the broader global financial crisis. I think that's the better analogue. I've never known an example here in Australia where we've actually had this sort of uh, similar thing play out until now. And it's worth thinking about the last sort of 15, 20 years, rates have only ever gone down. So a lot of people will find this as a big shock. And I fear that some people won't be preparing early enough for what's going to be ahead. Okay, and the RBA, of course, they're lifting the rates. They're trying to fix inflation, but is it likely to fix the inflation, which is sort of running away? Well, great question, because, of course, a lot of the inflationary pressures have nothing to do with local economy issues and employment, as we said. It's to do with the international, you know, the supply chain disruption, the oil price, those things. So, in a way, lifting interest rates is a very weak lever to try and actually tackle the underlying inflationary issues that we've got here. The concern I have is you could could lift interest rates, you could squeeze a lot of households, But inflation could remain stubbornly high because of the fact that it's actually other issues that are driving it. And that leads us into a stagflationary environment where you have horribly low income growth, high unemployment and uh, unfortunately high interest rates. I hope we don't go there, but I do fear that the RBA might be a little bit too optimistic in terms of its current forecast as to what's going to happen next year. I think rates may be high for longer and I think that inflation could be high for longer. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. Well, Double Bay, yes, it is a great spot to own some property if you're fortunate enough to live there and have deep enough pockets, I guess. And you're not only servicing Double Bay, but you're also servicing some of the other areas. 
Correct, correct. So we're based in Double Bay, but basically we cover anywhere down the peninsula through to Vaucluse, Watson's Bay. We've got listings along the beaches down to Maroubra in Kensington as well. Watson's Bay, I remember the fish and chips there, eh? It's got to be one of the best in Australia. Doyle's, it's still there and it's still really good. All right, so it's very much the higher end of the market. And since we've had these four rate rises, how is the overall market trending throughout those suburbs that you're talking about through the lens of somebody who's on the ground there? Look, it has definitely shaken things up. It's mainly come back to the buyer confidence. Even when there were chats of interest rates going up, that's when the buyer confidence kind of went down. So, you know, obviously, as we've seen over the past couple of years, we've had such a rapid rate at which we were growing and there was a lot of FOMO out there in the market. Um, That FOMO is kind of disappearing and uh, the buyers aren't as confident as they used to be, but still some quality buyers out there. And have you had discussions with vendors who may have been on the brink of selling who then decided to rein things in a little bit, deciding to hold off perhaps for the summer or just sit for another 12 months? Yeah, absolutely. The interest rate rising and the shake-up in the market has pulled a handbrake on their on their plans. But that being said, I mean, the people that we're working with now and the properties that we're putting on the market – as opposed to the past couple of years, they're not just testing the market. They want to sell. It's situational. They're upsizing, downsizing. They want to move. But yes, the volume is lower because I think people have put off some of their plans. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 